everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Drunk Riders. As always, I am Marcus, and that sprayed on my screen. Great. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> Who would have thought? And I'm Mark. Here. We're good. We're good. Hi, Mark. <laughs> uh, and no Mike this week. He has a prior engagement. However, we are joined by, once again, the fantastic and also new to the show, Kelsey and Nick. Kelsey, Nick, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Kelsey, as some of us remember, that episode was a few episodes ago, but it was a little bit ago. Uh, Last year, around this time, actually. Yeah. Um, Communications PR lady for Valley Fair Amusement Park. Phenomenal park. It is a phenomenal park. I'm so glad that you guys noticed. You came out and you got to fully uh, embrace the park and, you know, just the overall awesomeness of Valley Fair. Right. I'm just sad that we waited as long as we did. Same. That's that's what it was. Mm. (laughs) You know, that is what I'm constantly telling people. So I'm glad that you're helping me spread that message. Oh, yeah. We are the the spreaders of the word. The gospel of Valley Fair. I'm here for it. We're going to be bringing an entourage up there end of June. Yep, a whole party. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. What do you? What is it called? The Valley Stumble? Is that the official title? Valley Stumble. Yep. So we have what well, four four stumbles this year. You guys Five. are number two. Five. Never mind. We're. I, I keep forgetting we're going to Europe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't bought my plane tickets yet. So yeah, you should get uh, on that pretty soon. I, I shut up. So <laughs> yeah, you got. We're, we're doing Carowinds here in a, a few weeks. Uh, and then you guys are number two, and then we're going to Poland, and then Georgia and Texas. It's going to be quite the season. That sounds amazing. Wait, what park is in Poland? Energylandia and Legendia. Okay. Energylandia has built like 17 roller coasters in like three and a half years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, need to, I need to brush up on my European theme park knowledge because I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, they built like a like you could say like a Cedar Point over the course of the last decade. Okay, so from, it's super cool. Yeah, a big big roller coasters, just you know, crazy rides that come out of nowhere and like you think they can't outdo themselves, and then they do another one. It's like, oh wow, okay. So that but, sounds amazing. Yeah, um, also, I've never been. We haven't heard from him yet, but I want to go ahead and introduce Nick, who is on the call with me, and he is our ride maintenance foreman. Um, and he's going to be able to help answer all of like the technical questions that we've got for the show tonight. Uh, so, Nick, thanks thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> yes, Nick, sorry. We got tangented. Who knew? <laughs> we tangenting. Uh, so, that being said, tonight I am drinking a blueberry maple stout Ooh. from Sagatuck Brewing Company. Oh, very nice. That sounds yeah. good. It is. It tastes very good. Blueberry-ish. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a fruity beer, so that sounds right up my alley. It's it's pretty good. You, you can taste a blueberry, solid hint of blueberry, but nothing nothing overwhelming. All right, Mark. Yeah, so you'll never guess what I have. Another oh, blue oh. moon. Oh, Whoa! <laughs> Pulling out all the stops. Yep, he's going big. Yeah, I gotta, go I gotta go to the beer store this weekend. <laughs> Is that the last one in your fridge? <laughs> no, it's not. But I, I gotta get some more variety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, oh. Kelsey, what are you drinking? Um, I have got a. Here we go for the sound Yes, a uh, Surly uh, Mango Supreme. Oh, I don't know if when you guys go. were here last time if you had a chance to get anything from Surly, but it's based out of Minneapolis. Um, their brewery is insanely amazing. Um, and then they have this, yeah, Supreme beer that they make in a variety of different flavors, and the mango yeah. is my favorite. So that we didn't get we didn't get a chance to stay very long, but because we're going to be up there for a hot minute in June, we're definitely going to be asking for your thoughts. So I mm-hmm. think there's a solid question on that later in the. Uh, the fans had that. Okay, so, well, I'll save my um, recommendations for later then. But. I, perfect. I like, it. I like it. Nick, what do you got on tap? Well, I got a uh, oatmeal milk stout on tap right now. Oh, here Let's we go. go. Here we go. Mark, you got to step your game up. The guest beating you out, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's okay. It's okay. So, this week, of course. Uh, shout outs to all of our friends and fam in the Buzz Bars Coaster Club. They're great. Just want to point that out because they're the best. Uh, and then to our fantastic guests who just joined us, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> uh, Kelsey and Nick. So this week I wanted to know, especially from you, Nick, a little bit about you. And I know we chatted a little bit before we started, but about your history, how you got to Valley Fair, uh, you know, a little bit, what, a little bit about what you do. Uh, been at Valley Fair a little over seven years, working in the ride maintenance division. I've uh, had a maintenance background for over twenty years now. Um, Valley Fair Cedar Fair has kind of always been a company I wanted to work for when I was younger. Um, as a kid growing up, you know, Cedar Point out in Ohio was always a park we visited often. Me and my buddies, especially in the summertime. And then uh, Valley Fair was also a, a regular visit for us as well. So just always kind of into the amusement industry gig. Loved riding all the roller coasters and got the job a little over seven years ago at Valley Fair and been loving it since. So Fantastic. Worked your way up from the ground floor? Uh, yeah, kind of. Perfect. Now you're the, the head man in charge. I love it. Uh, you so do you do maintenance on all the rides or just a few or do you have like segments? Kind of break it out for us how how your typical day goes. Um, so we have a couple of foremen on staff. We kind of overview or oversee kind of the main day to day stuff in the shop. Um, so anywhere from ride inspections to yeah, we pretty much get our hands on a majority of the rides every day. Um, in the off season, we're we're kind of divided up into kind of three divisions in the shop for the three different types of rebuilds. Um, so there's a lot of variety, you know, one day you could be working on a roller coaster, one day you could be working on a flat ride, one day you could be working on a kiddie ride. So it's kind of the ebbs and flows of the, the off season and then during the regular season. So it's, like I said, it's a lot of variety. Every day brings you something different. So. Oh, for sure. Got to keep it. Got to keep it fresh. I've always found that in my in my world too. Got to keep it fresh, or the world gets boring really quickly. So perfect. It's good to see, uh, Kelsey. How often do you interact with Nick? Uh, I interact with Nick a lot. Uh, usually, it's me just bugging him for things like, "Hey, will you please be in a video? Will you please be in a TikTok? Or will you please come on this podcast with me? Because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to ride maintenance." <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's, I love getting to work with the maintenance staff. You know, I feel like they're a part of the part that 
part of the park that you don't get to see all the time. You know, they're always behind the scenes, but they're what really makes it run every single day. Um, you know, whether that's in the off season, making sure that all the rides are getting cleaned and inspected and then like reassembled or, you know, during the season, um, I don't know if many people know this, but Valley Fair has one of like the lowest ride downtimes um, in the industry. And that's because of the maintenance team, because they work so hard to keep our rides, um, you know, first of all, very safe. And then second of all, just to keep them operating. So that way we can put as many people on them during a day as possible. That's fantastic. I did not know. That's phenomenal. Yeah, definitely the unsung heroes. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. So shout out definitely to Nick and the rest of our maintenance team because uh, they work so hard. And I mean, it gets paid off in the overall guest experience. Yeah, when you don't, that's always been the funny thing I found over the years, even in my career, right, where the people that are doing the grunt work, you don't always appreciate and you always hit on when, uh, you know, if something goes wrong, say, it's their fault. No, no, they're doing everything they can. So, but that's good to, good to know. What, what, uh, do you know the percent downtime overall? Oh gosh, no. I don't. I wish I, could. I, wish I, could. I wish I could be like, oh, downtime. Nick maybe has a better idea, but I, off the top of my head, don't know. I just know that it is one of the lowest. I wish I could back that up with some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Anything, Nick? No, like I say, it's a it's a low percentage. I mean, we we are we've been top top three or four the last at least as long as I've been there, the last seven years. We've had a real good uh, good downtime track going. So that's fantastic, and that that's what we especially we as enthusiasts love to hear. But you know, the the general public love to not have rides broken down. I've lost count of how many times. Heck, we a big trip last year. Half the rides were broken. Mike uh, had a conniption about seven different times because some rides were down oh, because yeah. of maintenance. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that's honestly kind of fair because it can totally impact your overall experience at a park. Like if you're going and there's just like one ride that you really want, really want to ride, and then it's not open, like that can definitely affect your overall time at that specific park. A hundred percent, especially for Mike when you know. He's been watching like the Travel Channel shows from way back when he first became an enthusiast. And he finally gets to the park where one of those rides is. And it just happens to be closed for seemingly no reason that day. Yep. Yeah, that always stings a little bit. And then I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Nick is li- listening to us say this. And he's probably like, it's closed for a good reason. Like, yes. it should have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always closed for a good reason. I, I can always take weather outages and all that. I'm just like, yeah, you know, that's something you can't control. Yeah. But you don't always know the background of some some big outages uh, or some reason why it rides down for an extended period. So that's always well, interesting. And, yeah, and I think, you know, just to piggyback on that too is I think what a lot of – I don't know if a lot of people realize or understand, but rides these days, especially like newer coasters, just even newer flat rides, there are so many different – sensors and safety features on them that the guests don't see and understand that it's not just as simple as hitting you know put your lap bar down and hit go there's just there's just so many more safety features on rides today that it's not as simple as just hitting a reset button and saying okay you can reopen the ride now we've got a lot more a lot more things to do when a ride goes down than just okay yep you're good to go so i think that's something that's not that's maybe not voiced enough or maybe people aren't just, they aren't aware of as often um, with what goes on just today with most rides. So 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, I think that was one thing when I first started. I didn't even realize how many sensors were on a ride. Like, I think that just overall blew my mind that there's, like, I mean, I don't even know the exact number, but so many more than I ever would have imagined. Yeah, I, it's something that you start to see the longer you're kind of around the industry itself, because that's always been something I dove into myself, was trying to understand the uh, background of it, right? Because M- Mark being an engineer, me being in IT, you know, we really get to the technical stuff, technical background of how things work. And we're like, hmm, I'm curious about this and this and this and this, huh? So actually, funny enough, Nick, I'm curious. So, so let's, get, let's get a solid example. Renegade, say that goes down for a, a, a random fault. Could you give us a, a little play-by-play on what it takes to get that thing back up and running? So, like in Renegade, if we get a fault, um, you know, depending on, you know, we have to, the the control panel gives us kind of an explanation of what the fault could be. It gives us a code, basically. So then that code gives us typically two or three, two or three um, steps to take before we can clear the code. So obviously we're looking at, you know, what obviously caused it. And then we need to go back and, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a, a, Maybe a sensor didn't see a break completely open and closed to, to reset that prox or whatever. So because it didn't see that anomaly, we have to then verify, hey, you know, did the prox actuate? Did the prox get out of adjustment or alignment? And then, you know, realign it and then test it before we can allow the ride to reopen. So like I say, it's not just as simple as going up. Oh, I got a flashy light. Oh, reset, flashy light's gone. <laughs> so there's, there's several steps involved with it and then than uh, just simply hitting a reset button and saying, okay, everybody can go again. <laughs> oh, yeah. always. It's always interesting to see, especially when we've been at parks during a breakdown, seeing you guys running around uh, <laughs> trying to get places, trying to get to A to B at lightning quick. So that's always, it's, it's, I, we appreciate you, Nick, especially uh, much more than I think you, so you definitely get credit for, for sure. So just from everybody, to you <laughs> thank you so much appreciate that <laughs> so looking at and and so you know obviously valley fair has got a huge selection of rides across the board now you know we're a coaster fan so you know we're nerds but uh <laughs> you guys have a you know age range that's enormous actually if you look at it from 76 when high roller open the oldest coaster there and then you got uh renegade no seven so that's quite the gap of of age so you know when when you're looking at say high roller what technically how many times more um in depth deep uh is the is the software the hardware the everything that has to go with the with the ride itself from high roller to renegade like what's the difference there uh, from a high level perspective, it, they're pretty similar. Um, you know, Renegade Renegade would have has more, for lack of a better term, bells and whistles as far as from a control standpoint. But as far as the fit and function of the controls go, they're very much they're very similar to each other. So it's just you know one maybe you know may just have a, a different version of software in it versus the other. And like I say, it's braced off manufacturer. Um, at the time or where it's at right now, we don't maybe need as many sensors as what Renegade does. 
just because of the okay. simplicity of the ride as well. So, but um, just from a, like I said, from an operating standpoint, they're fairly similar. So, oh, good. Yeah. Hey, and Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that Renegade has had a lot of, or not Renegade, High Roller has had a lot of improvements over the years to like make it a bit more modern, if you will, than it was. Like, obviously, it's not the same as it was when it was in 1976. Like, I know, I think one of the big things was the lap bars were replaced. Yep. Fact check me. What, what were you saying? What? Oh, I just said fact check me. Make sure that I'm. I'm Remember yeah, my facts, yeah right? so we've we've kind of gone with uh we've we've done a little bit of an updating the, to the uh to the to the coaster chassis themselves like kelsey says it used to be an in a single lap bar that would cover the entire row for the two and the two riders um it's now been updated to individual rider lap bar so the whole release mechanism is different um way back in the day it used to have i don't remember what they called it i've heard it called different versions but it used to be like a kick plate at the end of the station when you were coming into the station to come off, get off the train where it would disengage the lap bar to allow it to open up where now each individual lap bar locks on its own. So a little more sophisticated, but it's more designed for each individual versus um, a, a, a dual uh, occupancy. So um so we've done some of that you know high rollers gotten a lot of tlc in the last couple of years just in track work because it's just time for track work wood coasters take a beating they they age quite a bit faster than the steel coasters just because of um the the nature of the wood and everything like that so a lot of different updates have happened to the high roller over the last three or four years that we're pretty excited about so we could tell right. last year it was it was smooth yeah I was surprised given the age too. <laughs> yeah. The team's been working hard on that one. Yeah. And we've also had guests, you know, complain that it's almost too smooth and, you know, they appreciate some <laughs> that, that more old rickety kind of a wooden coaster. And now it's almost getting too smooth for them, which you don't hear very often, but it is kind of funny to hear that too. So. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. Especially cause there's so many of those old rough wooden coasters are all getting updated and modernized and, uh, converted into hybrids because they're too rough. <laughs> From a retrack standpoint, what are the plans for the park over the next couple of years? Do you guys have an idea or is that a, a hidden secret that you cannot divulge for the Woodies at least? Yeah. I, I mean, that's all, that's all Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I mean, I would just say that they're constantly making updates um, I mean, you saw it a lot on High Roller over the last couple of years, and I'm sure Renegade will happen, you know, in the future. But kind of like Nick was saying, that's just how it works with wooden coasters. They kind of constantly have to be maintained and retracked. Gotcha. Have you had to do any steel replacement on your uh, – oh, steel replacement. <laughs> replacement of steel on your steel roller coasters. There it is. Words are tough. <laughs> We we've seen that at other parks around the country where you know they're getting up to up in age, uh, and simply you know we're, they're replacing track segments, huge track parks. A lot of it in the off season where people don't notice. But I was curious if you guys have had had to do any of that with your big guys yet? Uh, no, fortunately for us, we've we've had a really good run with that. But we're constantly, especially in the off season, you know, we have different communications with each manufacturer. Um, especially as these coasters get, you know, up there in age, um, 
you know, what are some of our other parks doing? Is there anything that makes sense for us to do? But uh, we have not had to go through, go down that road yet. So we're, we're pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. We did have, uh, so <laughs> just to say, Jake from RMC did say he would uh, do a steel replacement if you guys are ever in the market. <laughs> of course he, he said did. he is, com- he is right. completely. <laughs> All right, I'll make a note of that. So <laughs> Perfect. I got his card. I'll throw it at you. I was uh, wondering how long it would take for RMC to come up. Hey, it's <laughs> always the topic. Now, the good thing is you guys have rides that don't even come close to needing it. So especially the best ride in the park, don't tell anybody, Excalibur. I think you guys already told everybody. That's no longer uh, we a secret. Did. We, we did. I, we, we had two two solid episodes on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good I, I ride. Was, it's a good ride. I'm, I'm glad to hear it that it's finally getting the praise it deserves. Oh, yeah. I was. I, I I think we told you this, but me and me and Mark and uh, our friends, we we had. I had no idea. I didn't look at the layout. I didn't. I didn't. I, I just knew it was an arrow. I was like, hmm. All right. And then we go over to Lift Hill, and it's like, you know, classic arrows are like, you're like, hmm, okay, well, this is either going to be terrible, and I'm going to hate myself, or it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> Turned out, it was the best, and I absolutely love it. So Yeah, I, I remember, so I, I had a vague idea of the layout, and going over the Lift Hill, I was like, looking over the side, I was like, there's no way, no way this is going to be good. <laughs> totally left field awesome Uh, you know that's just kind of valley fair in a nutshell yep yeah there it is there it is i love it all right so um can you kelsey give us any lovely things that valley fair has got going on this year We've got so much stuff going on this year. Oh my gosh, where do I even start? Um, I think, I mean, one of the biggest things that we've got going on is going to be our Grand Carnival event is coming back. Um, Yes. Yeah, and that's actually going to be happening when you guys are there. So I don't know if you've had a chance to experience that yet at one of the other parks. Nope. No, not yet. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. It's so (laughs) much fun. Like, I had never been to the event at one of the other parks before. Um, So when we brought it to Valley Fair last year, like I was absolutely blown away. Uh, All of the shows are amazing. The parade is so much fun. And then just like all the specialty food and drink is phenomenal. Um, So we've got Grand Carnival. We're getting Monster Jam, which you've probably seen at a couple other Cedar Fair parks. Um, That'll be later in the summer. So we're pretty excited for that too. That'll be really fun. Um, to get to actually go inside of like the monster truck and drive around on a little course. Um, Mm -hmm. That'll be super cool. Uh, And then, you know, the big thing this year, our new event is going to be tricks and treats in the fall. All right. Which is just like this brand new um, Halloween celebration. Like we've never done anything like this before. I don't think any theme park has ever done anything like this before. Um, So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, that was uh, something that when we saw it happen, we were very curious on how that was going to work out. Uh, is there? Do you have any kind of reasoning behind that change from Valley Scare to this? Yeah, so I think one thing that we really did well with Valley Scare is like the scare part of it. You know, that was the entire part of the event was, but that's all it was. All it was was scares. Um, and I think that one thing we really wanted to do is we wanted to like expand upon that and just 
kind of find a way to create an event that encompassed everything about Halloween, not just the scary, but also the fun side of things too. Uh, and that's kind of where this tricks and treats uh, idea originated. Um, so I think it'll be really fun. It'll be, like I was saying, it'll be unlike anything that we've ever done before because, well, Valley Scare kind of took over the entire park. This is going to be like a winter fest. If you've ever been to a winter fest at a different Cedar Fair park, but with yeah. Halloween, like it is going to be everywhere. It's going to be in your face. There's going to be so many shows. There's going to be so many different realms that you're going to be able to experience. So some of those are going to be more on the treat side, which will be, you know, really fun and cute and kind of quirky. Um, but then there's also going to be the tricks realms, which will be a little bit more of that scary or gross or icky, you know, like the more of like what you see in like Halloween movies. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, we're just really excited to, to debut that event. All right. That's what we were hoping. So last year, obviously, you know, last year was a year you had a year back after a year off. Yeah. Um, how different, and, and you, Nick, feel free to chime in too. How different was it um, coming back after that year off um, and just how, how different it felt? I know, uh, Kelsey, we kind of talked about it earlier in the season, but mm -hmm. as the season wore on, just what was that feeling like all, all year? Yeah, it was definitely, it was a weird feeling of between like good and, but still weird because it was so good to be back and to be in the park and to see the rides running. But there was also just like kind of an overall still weirdness because of COVID, you know, we still had reservations in place. So we never saw the park at full capacity um, in 2021. Um, and I think like there was just always, always still this kind of looming feeling of COVID and just so many different things going on in the world. Um, so I think it was fun to be able to really get back to, you know, the fun that we're able to provide to people, but it was still a little weird. So that's why I'm really, mm -hmm. I'm really excited for this year because I'm hoping that it'll, it'll feel almost normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we, we continue to progress and things do get back to normal at some point this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I honestly don't really know what it was like on the maintenance side, Nick, after being closed for a full year. It, it definitely took some getting used to getting all the noises back and understanding, oh, what's that noise? What's that noise? You know, just the, just the general ambiance of having guests in the park yelling and screaming. And, you know, because you did, you the park was so quiet for so long that um, you kind of had to retrain yourself on, okay, here's here's what's going on over here. Here's what's going on over there. So uh, it, it was it was different. I mean, we early in the season last year, you know, you could definitely tell that some rides were not happy. They were a little temperamental that they, you know, were sitting for, you know, over, over a year going on almost two years. So, um, we definitely had some challenges there, but, uh, I think by, by midsummer, we really kind of started hitting our stride and, and, uh, I think the product, I think we put out a good product for the guests from a maintenance standpoint, um, going into the summer and into the fall. So. All right. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, Nick, I can't imagine you... having to get all those rides operating again. And you saw a lot of other parks did struggle with that. So, oh yes, yeah, props yes. to you guys again for getting that all all figured out as early as you did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in 2020 because we kept waiting for the green light from the state of Minnesota to be able to open. Um, so I know our maintenance team, like they were still at the park, they were still working on things, like just hoping, hoping, hoping that we would get that green light that never happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So Kelsey, you you went elsewhere, right? You were a world traveler when the the park was closed. Uh, Nick, did you go anywhere else? Uh, no, I was I was at the park. I was just home, home in the park. That was that was where I was. So I was pretty pretty lucky. <laughs> gotcha. Nothing wrong with it. Maintenance staff is is definitely a group of people that are essential. So yeah. They had to make sure everything was still rocking and rolling, even though we never got to rock and roll. (laughs) Sad days indeed. Well, we have a ton of fan questions. Some really good questions, too. Yes. And I don't want to disappoint our listeners. So let's roll. First question is for you, Nick. What is the most difficult ride, roller coaster, flat ride to maintain at the park? Uh, I'd say one of our more challenging one is probably Steel Venom, our impulse coaster. So, just a lot of uh, not it's just a lot of electrical components that are tied into that ride because of what it does. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a more a more challenging ride. Um, uh, extreme swing can be another one too with it being with all the pneumatics and stuff there's there's quite a bit of quite a bit of parts in there that's can be a challenge at times but i i would say for us those are probably one of our two more challenging ones but uh each each ride has its own little quirks so um i can't really rule out all of them but uh but i've i've worked on venom probably more closely the last couple of years so that that's the one that sticks out in my mind the most so yeah, I, I I can't tell you how happy, even though we didn't get a chance to experience it, how happy we are that that holding break came back. Okay, yeah. guys. Nick uh, and I were talking <laughs> this afternoon, and I learned a fun fact. It's not a break. Uh, oh, it's just a it's just a, a slowdown. Uh, wow, I, words are tough. <laughs> Nick is going to have to explain it because I still don't fully comprehend it. I've been here for five years, and I've always thought like, oh, it's just a break. It's not a break. It's uh, it's it's an electromagnet essentially. It's basically another limb on the spike. So all it's doing is it's it's because of the weight of the train, it's holding it's holding that that train for roughly a split second. But it's the, it's another limb trying to keep the train going up. But like I said, because of the weight of the train, oh. it can't do that. So, <laughs> so oh. sorry guys, it's not a mechanical brake, but you know. It's, <laughs> I, I think you could tell, but it's it's one of those things, just like you said before, where you just don't know because you don't work on it and all that fun stuff. Um, you just don't – even if you, you kind of understand it, you may not know the exact uh, type of, of device it is. So that's interesting. I've been on those – I've been on a dozen of those, it feels like. And, yeah, when you get that that holding limb – I'm just what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> um Roland, it's it's quite the jolt, but it's it's definitely a different feeling than say uh the former Wicked Twister when it had its uh twist at the top on the mm-hmm. back spike. So that's interesting. That's good to that's good to know. So wait, hold on. <laughs> Funny enough, segue to the next question. Yeah, perfect. I actually <laughs> I, I saw this question and was gonna bring it up, but hey, it's next, so let's go. Yeah. Does the holding break, um, holding, holding limb <laughs> on still venom, uh, stress the track at all? 
I don't have a good answer for you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's part of the design. So it's engineered that way. That's uh that's the best answer I can give you on that one. So not sure. <laughs> Gotcha. We just over the years that uh, the only thing from all those intimate designs that are out there that the only things we've ever seen have been additional supports because of sway. So mm-hmm. I assume, uh, and much like yourself, that you know it's designed to take that stress, so there isn't really an issue. But yeah, some additional bracing on uh, never never hurts to stop sway, of course, because you don't want steel swaying that much. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay. All right. I got this next one. Ooh. Which ride manufacturer has been the best to continue business with over the long term when it comes to supporting your attractions? Well, I'll let Kelsey answer that one. <laughs> oh, I don't know that I am qualified to answer that one. <laughs> As someone who's never worked on a ride ever. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. Nick, do you have a favorite, like a favorite coaster or favorite manufacturer that you work with? No, I think we get we get pretty good support from pretty much all of the manufacturers right now with with the majority of our rides. So I can't really say we or I have a favorite out of any of them. Um, I think it's pretty even keel. So um, I would I guess if I would have to lean towards one, I would say S and S is a really good support for us. But um, like I said, we've had a really good relationship. I feel with all of our all of our manufacturers. So. I can't really knock any of them down, and I can't really put any of them on a pedestal. I'd, I'd say it's pretty even keel. I got right. it. Now, now, how has that support gotten better over, say, the last – since you started seven years ago compared to now? What? How, how has that changed for you and how they support you? Or is it the same? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I would – I'd say it's been about the same, you know, Um you know their names their names are on these rides and you know they want to see their rides be successful as much as we do so um i feel like the relationship's been pretty solid at least in the seven years that i've been with the park so yeah that's where i'm at with it (laughs) fantastic we we were talking uh a a while ago with uh, adam sandy from zamperla and he had mentioned increasing the support levels for for that and I, and I assume that was across the industry type deal so that's why that question popped into my mind i was like hmm i wonder how they've been doing so perfect that's good to hear mark <laughs> awfully quiet there mark <laughs> oh i'm getting the next one too all right yeah i got it you got it double up baby <laughs> oh my god who put this question out of here <laughs> no that's wonder you wanted me to read this one <laughs> Uh, Will the entirety of the Buzz Bars Coaster Club be banned from Valley Fair after Valley Stumble? I hope not. That's I mean, I, we. There will be nothing illegal done ever, following is, all park rules. That'll be totally up to you guys. Oh no, that's a hundred percent. We we do not. Uh, we have a code of conduct and everything. There ain't none of that's happening for a fact. I am uh, not worried. No. At all about your guys' visit. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, now, now, after we leave, that's all different. If we uh, getting arrested, that's a possibility. <laughs> as long as it's outside of the park, <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's, I mean, you you said you're going to take us to some breweries. So that's true. That is true. I will do that. <laughs> I'm excited. We got to bring Nick. You're definitely in, invited, of course. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's the whole group of us at a brew. Oh, that, that now we're talking. I'm excited. All right, <laughs> well, well, we'll arrange. We'll arrange. 
Kelsey, for sure. Okay, I like <laughs> it. That question is making me a little nervous now, though. <laughs> we have not had a single instance of any issues. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood since we created the club. So, got a good club. Got a good club. I'm excited for your for the visit. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one for you, Nick. Uh, what steps need to be taken every spring as we approach that time of the year when <laughs> when half of Excalibur is underwater from flooding? Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, let me insert a caveat for it. It doesn't flood every year. <laughs> so we're talking just specifically about Excalibur? <laughs> yep. I think that was, the, yeah, that was the focus of the question, Excalibur. Do you have... Well, let's say this. Do you have any other rides that have issues with flooding? Uh, Thunder Canyon would be the, is the only other ride, basically the the ride right next to Excalibur, because um, they're they're outside of the uh, they're kind of in that floodplain area. So, but uh, no, it's uh, water comes up, the ride gets shut down. When the ride uh, when the water levels recede, we go back through and kind of redo our entire. Uh, ride inspection process to get the ride ready and uh, when it's ready it gets opened back up to the public so uh, we treat it pretty much as basically starting from uh, square one from when the park opens so gotcha so you don't don't need to do anything exorbitant it just you you just roll in double check everything's good and give it a big thumbs up for simplicity's sake of the answer yes (laughs) (laughs) all right yes very this, simplified. <laughs> this is honestly one of the things that drives me crazy because, like I said, the park doesn't flood every year. It's all based on the amount of, like, snow that is happens within a given year. But when yeah. it does flood, uh, people love to come out and, like, fly drones or take photos. And they're like, look at this roller coaster. It's underwater. It's never going to operate again. And it's... <laughs> It drives me nuts because it's like, no, this roller coaster was built on a floodplain. Like it was designed to be flooded occasionally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every every time though, there's just always those catchy headlines of Excalibur will oh, never run yeah. again, and it's like, no. Oh no, yeah. It'll oh be yeah. Fine. <laughs> it's it's uh, the good news is our fans are well aware of that. Just it's <laughs> yeah. always it's always interesting to hear because you hear that worldwide. I, you know when it's really bad, it's in the UK. They're, the the British media. Oh, when they're picking jump, up, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're the worst. Drone footage, just all the the worst of the worst for photos and just news stories and headlines. Just yeah. trying to catch it. Oh, clickbait. I feel so it's bad. It's all clickbait. Oh yeah, that's all they try to do. They sensationalize the TMZ. I feel like TMZ is just just out to get every amusement park in in, in England. So I feel bad for them. <laughs> Uh, so Nick, another one here for you. Uh, what is the craziest ride maintenance story you have? Ooh. Uh, craziest, huh? Oh, that's a good one. Maybe I have to come back to that one. I'll have to give that one some thought. So. All right. All right. Well, Laura's down to circle back. Kelsey, this one's a, a silly one for you. Is Corkscrew Eternal? Is Corkscrew Eternal? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is it going to be Who around was that, forever? John Mike? That was Carl. <laughs> Is it going to be around forever? Yes. yes. I'm just going to say yes because that's not the answer that people want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're hoping that we'll get rid of it and replace it with something new. No, we're keeping it forever. I don't know. Is Corkscrew Eternal? <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Nick and I do not make these decisions. <laughs> oh man! Kelsey, oh, it's, Kelsey, I, no. <laughs> no, don't put that on me. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I will say though the 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 funny thing about Corkscrew is the color scheme has changed over the years, um, and I do have a, a, a kind of associated side question. Uh, the industry has had it's like paint paint op paintopolix. What words are tough? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> every, every everybody's everybody. <laughs> thank you. Everybody's painting everything. Um, I feel like there's more rides being painted over the last year than anything we've ever seen. So, have you, do you guys have any um, paint jobs on store either this year, or maybe next? Yeah, I know we've got a couple projects in the works. Um, I mean, like you guys were talking earlier, High Roller was getting retracked, so obviously it will need to get some new paint to go on nice. all of that new wood. Um, mm-hmm. And we haven't announced yet, but I'll give you guys a hint that um, one of our flat rides, but one of our flat thrill rides will be getting a paint job this year. Oh, all right. you'll, have to, you'll have to stay tuned to figure out which one. Uh, please stand by. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, you get this next one. <laughs> oh, gosh. It makes me nervous when you hand off the question. <laughs> I'm starting Rolling. to get nervous, too, and I'm looking right at them. <laughs> they're, they're very interesting. Uh, we, we might have to explain this one a little bit. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. The, the question is, can Paul Bunyan fit on any Valley Fair rides, and is the park ox-friendly? <laughs> that is a... Great question <laughs> that I never uh, thought I would get asked. Um, there you go. <laughs> can Paul Bunyan fit on any of the rides? Sure, he can fit in the wave pool. Um, we could probably fit him on Thunder Canyon. Oh, gosh. Go. Nick, you got any <laughs> other ones? I don't think you got it covered. <laughs> That's about there it. Go. There you go. No, um, I I, I think, think, the you know, pool, think the wave pool is about all he's got right now. So that's, that's about <laughs> it. <so. laughs> and I think yeah, I can go ahead and say that if a blue ox shows up at Valley Fair, yeah, we're blue ox friendly because <laughs> that would be amazing. So, so some context to that, of course. Uh, our friend Sloan's, uh, he's a tall guy. And he's, a, he's a big guy. Um, so he, uh, he obviously looks a little bit like Paul Bunyan. Now we know what he's got to dress up as as it when he comes to the park. Perfect, we called it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a goofball. Oh, he's like us, so you know it works. <laughs> he sounds like a blast. He oh, let's just say this: his name is Sloan. Like he doesn't have a full name. We know his full name, but he's he's a he's a character to say the least. Is he, <laughs> yes, coming? He is. Is he coming to the Valley Stumble? He is. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yep. I'm excited to yep. meet him. He's, I don't right. think he's ever been to the park either, so he um, he's excited to to visit the fair of Valley. Yeah, that's the cool thing is we got a lot of first time visitors coming. Yeah, that that was part of the reason why we wanted to come see you guys again. One because you're fantastic, right? Love number to one, hear that. Number one, uh, and then two, so many people like us last year had never visited or, or have never visited for you know one reason or another, right? Yeah. So, Yeah, I feel Um, like, I don't know when the change happened, but I feel like in the last couple of years, like the perception of Valley Fair, especially in the coaster community, has kind of taken a turn. I feel like it's kind of a nobody, nobody knew about it. And now we're, we're making ourselves known. 
I think it's partially like I mean, folks like ourselves, right? That yeah. have been there after years of not going and going, hey, this is actually a really good time. Why did we not go? Let's go back sometime soon. Right. Again. So, and then the more and more people, that's just kind of a, a waterfall effect of more and more people going. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. I'm so glad that you guys are coming back. It's going to be so much fun. Oh yeah. I cannot wait. Listen, this one was one I was like, you know, this is, this is one of the few parks I've, or Valley Fair is one of the few parks that I'll have done fully for this year. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. We're going to have fun. Seeing everybody's faces on Excalibur is going to be just <laughs> ah, priceless. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so another question. Uh, and this, this can really fit for both of you. So, uh, cause this can apply in a lot of different areas, but, uh, you know, both of us work in fields with supply chain issues, right. From the, the global changes due to COVID-19. And of course, especially now that you guys are ramping up the season, the, um, uh, the war in Europe. So, um, have you had any difficulties in ride maintenance or, or really anything, not just ride maintenance, but, um, and getting things back rolling this year, uh, comparatively to say last year. Uh, or the year before that, before COVID really was a thing? I mean, yes. I think that's kind of affecting everything right now. Like, I mean, I'll let Nick speak a little bit more towards the ride mechanics because I know they do. They place huge orders of all sorts of different materials. But, I mean, even this year I was looking at getting a new camera lens, which is nothing compared to, you know, new tracking that you need for a coaster. And just everything is delayed. Everything is in low stock. Everything is taking so much more time. So, yeah, I think it's it's effect. It's a ripple effect. You know, it's not just one industry that feels it. I think everyone is feeling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. Um, we've we've been pretty lucky um, with supply as far as the supply um, supply needs go. Um, we do have a couple a couple items kind of still on the on the back burner that we're waiting for from suppliers, but uh, nothing, nothing really critical that should affect us at season startup. But, uh, you know, we kind of had this planned ahead from last year with COVID having to kind of take a step back and uh, trying to come up with like a two and two and three year plan. But uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're definitely feeling the effects of it just with day to day stuff, you know, just, just trying to get hardware and simple parts that you usually get, uh, on a regular basis, we're even starting to see that affect us more significantly than it did a year ago. So hmm. that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as I said, we're we're definitely feeling it too from both of our industries. So yeah, we we feel that to the T. So and it's not no. even it's, and it's not <clears throat> even supply. It's just the cost. I mean, the costs have just skyrocketed on simple things like, you know, like everybody else is dealing with, um, you know, but we're seeing that from an industrial standpoint, how costs have just surged. So we're definitely uh, having to be strategic on how we're handling that as well. So. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's certainly keeping all of us on our toes. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So question, and this really goes for, for Kelsey, I think. Uh, how much time and planning went into that amazing and fantastic drone shot pursuit drone that you guys did last year? Yeah. My favorite project of last year. Uh, that was so much fun to work on. Um, so honestly it when once we got the green light to do it, it went so incredibly fast. Um, I think the hardest part was just getting all of the proper approvals, you know, through the chain of command as it must, as it must be. Um, Of course. 
But once we got the project approved, uh, it went so fast. Like between trying to get volunteers to be in the video. So everybody who was in the video, I just want to take a second to say thank you because they all volunteered their time, um, came out to the park just for that one day, just for a couple of hours and were such troopers and rode their ride over and over and over again so that we could try to get that (laughs) shot. Um, I especially felt for the people on the wave because even though it looks like really pretty and bright in the the video. It was actually a pretty chilly and windy day that day. Um, so the people who were riding the wave and getting wet over and over again. Um, oh that gosh, was, that was oh. that was brutal. They were they were real troopers. Um, but as far as planning it ahead of time, I mean, my uh, interns and I we would we went out in the park maybe a week and a half before the shoot, and we just timed everything. We would Facetime each other. Um, so, like for example, at Wild Thing, I would be in the station. I'd be FaceTiming my intern who was like down route 76, like the helix part of wild thing where it turns around to come back and (laughs) we would start stopwatches as soon as it left the station. And we'd do this multiple times so we could get the time accurate to time exactly how long it took from leaving the station to get to the part of the helix that we wanted the drone to be flying by at the right time. And we did that with every ride that was in that video. Um, So that part took a little bit of time. I'm also not a math person, so that probably slowed (laughs) us down. Uh, Yeah. But once we kind of got that figured out, once we got all of the writers um, coordinated, um, Jay Christensen, who was the pilot for that video, he came out the day before um, and we did kind of like a walkthrough. Uh, And then the morning of the shoot, we did just a couple um, dry fly throughs where we didn't have any writers, just making sure that we had all the ride times right. Um, And Nick and I were actually talking about this this afternoon because um, in the video is North Star, which is our, our swing ride. Um, and that cannot operate if it's over, I don't know what the exact mile per hour for wind speeds is. Um, so we could not run that ride for the entire time that we were doing test flights. Uh, Nick was the one who was actually, he was like the maintenance person on, on site for the day to help me with that video. And I probably radioed him like 30 times that day. Like, Hey, is Northstar ready? Hey, is Northstar ready? Hey, is Northstar ready? And he just kept saying, I don't know. It's kind of up to the wind. I don't know. I don't know. Well, are we going to be able to do it? I don't know. I was like, because ah! it was a, it was a part of the plan. It was a part of all of the timing. Um, but we were able to get North Star going. Um, and then once we got all the guests in the park uh, and actually uh, did the started doing the shoots, I think it took about six or seven tries for us to get it totally right. Um, yeah, and then you guys all saw the finished product. Yeah, that was, and I just rewatched it uh, <laughs> while you were talking because literally, it, it you did a play by play of <laughs> kind of what it, what it was. But yeah, that and seeing that drone shot, really, I was like, you know what? I know Kelsey had a hand in this. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. So. It was it was a lot of work, but it did help that I had like the team at Valley Fair is just amazing. Like the team that I get to work with is so much fun. Um, and again, everybody volunteered their time to be a part of that project. Um, so that was just also really cool to see. Cause I mean, of course you've got everybody who was on the rides, but what you don't see is all the people behind the scenes, like Nick and the maintenance team who were making sure all of the rides were running and ready to go. Um, we had a, a person from the Valley fair team at every ride who was on radio um, I kind of felt like a James Bond movie at one point because, <laughs> or like a Born Ultimatum or like, you know, something like that, where 
I would be like, okay, uh, 11 seconds, send Steel Venom. And then they'd be like, Steel Venom sent. And then I'd be like, 20 seconds, send Northstar. And they'd be like, Northstar sent. <laughs> and we would just go go like that to get the the whole thing. And it was it was a really cool, cool project. No, that's awesome. And it's uh, and compared. So, you know, as you know, a lot of other parks, well, I would say a lot of other parks, but a number of other parks have done this. Um, and it's very, you guys are definitely have one of the better ones um, comparatively. I would For love sure. to see you guys do a chase because th- some of the other ones have just a single ride chase. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see you guys do uh, Renegade uh, all the way through. That would be a good time. That would be so cool. I can't make any promises, but I will put it on my wish list. I'm putting <laughs> ideas out for you. I, I better be like front of that train, by the way. Okay, I'll definitely I, fly up. You, you got it. I got uh, cheap cheap flights to Minneapolis. I'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll drive. Hey, it's not that. How far was it, Mark? Uh, you don't want to drive. <laughs> it's uh, a right. long drive. Yeah, did you guys drive that, last time? We drove back. Oh, okay. So we, we, we flew up and then drove back. And, uh, yeah, yeah never, no, I don't want to do that again. Especially with gas prices no. right now. <laughs> yeah. We don't want yeah, to drive. That, that yeah, is true. Trip. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Make, make it easier on ourselves. So, um, well, perfect. That's great to see. Great to hear. I can't wait to be front of the train. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just, a, 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 our friend Eric, uh, has a good question, uh, just to expand a little bit outside of Valley Fair for you guys. Um, if you had to pick another park to work at, now I know obviously we wouldn't want to be working anywhere else because obviously Valley Fair is awesome. But if you had to go somewhere else, where would it be in the Cedar Fair chain? Ooh, that's a good question. Nick, do you know your answer right off the top of your head? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough because if I'm going just for like – the fun and the thrill. I mean, I think I'm going to pick Cedar Point. It is a park. It is a it's a park. <laughs> it's, it's a park. It's a park. It's a big park. Just some of their rides are absolutely incredible. Also, I think just like their proximity to water is so beautiful. Just in the overall layout of the park. Um, yeah, I would probably pick Cedar Point. Hmm. Yeah, you really cool. can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say Cedar Point, or I would even do King's Dominion. King's Dominion's got a real beautiful park too. Just a lot of the, a lot of the uh, natural large trees and everything, and just how the landscape yeah. is there. I mean, it's it's a big park. You don't realize how big the park is until you get in it. And mm-hmm. uh, I got the chance to go out there a couple of years ago, and I was just kind of in starstruck with just all the stuff they had. So I would say Cedar Point or Katie are kind of my two I would go with for for right now. But that could change if I get a chance to go to more. So, you know. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all. And actually, I'm going to jump back to Steel Venom real quick because that answer is a good segue for this one too. So what did Steel Venom, if anything, uh, what did Steel Venom get from both Wicked Twister and Volcano? And how beneficial was it to have uh, either of those rides uh, gone, I guess, in order to keep up with maintenance? Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, (laughs) 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 no, uh, you know, just a lot of just uh, for us more so with Wicked Twister. um, It was more just kind of everyday 
everyday wear and tear, I shouldn't say everyday wear and tear parts, but just common wear parts that we see on, on Steel Venom. Um, Wicked Twister was able to provide for both us as well as Dorney a little bit on some things. Um, the Volcano, uh, not so much. Um, we, we didn't really get a whole lot out of, all, out of the Volcano ride. Um, but uh, Wicked Twister, like I said, it was more just common common uh, maintenance things that we need for the ride so nothing nothing really exciting to report about but just items that they had that we could use and that's what we went with so all right yeah i know they were auctioning off pieces of the track of wicked twister did either of you guys get any of that <laughs> no we <didn't> that. <laughs> no no we we do have a friend or two uh who did actually the a friend of ours drew who lives in um florida has a uh, a piece of rail from Wicked Twister and Vortex from King's Island. Oh, okay. So that is uh, that's an interesting keepsake. <laughs> yeah. Although, did Drew didn't work Wicked Twister, did he? I don't. I think he worked Magnum. Yeah. So did you guys? Did you guys see the the YouTube feed about the at Wicked Twister the 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 tags and stickers that were on parts from Wicked Twister that were seeing Valley Fair and Dorney Dorney Park on them. Did you guys? Yeah, did you guys I see do that? remember seeing those. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay, well that that's because of me because I was out there marking all that stuff. So there you go. <laughs> all right. hey, you're talking to the guy that marked all that stuff. So that was, that was pretty funny when we finally saw that on YouTube. We're like, well, we knew that was going to happen. So, so there you go. So of course. Now you know the yep. method behind the madness. Yep, that's and fantastic. Probably- Definitely where that question probably came from. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, so I, I got to ask, I'm going I'm to tangent a little bit here. Um, what coasters are you guys going to build soon? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think uh, Nick is ready for this one. Oh, no, this was your question. Remember we talked about this. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I don't have an answer for you guys. Um, you know, uh, we would I know from a maintenance standpoint, everybody's dream coaster is to get some kind of a B&M for our for our park. Ooh. Like Kelsey says, this is above our pay grade as far as who makes that decision. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but, you're uh, good. But, uh, you know, a lot of our sister parks at least have one. I've, I've had a chance to see a few of them. They look pretty impressive. Um, but uh, you know, if if I had to pick one that I'd love to see, would be a B and M. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have any, I don't have anything more than that for you guys. It's all it's all on my wish list. So all right, I got you. Well, I mean, if it, if it means anything, y'all deserve to have a B and M. A hundred percent. Thank you. A hundred percent. If there there's there's very few parks, and we talk about you guys actually quite often on uh, parks that deserve another attraction, big one. Uh, and you guys definitely are top of the list for me, and I know for the rest of us too. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I think you know, everybody wants that brand new shiny coaster, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like Nick was saying, I think we all at the park have like our dream coaster that we've been thinking about that we want to have come to the park. Um, but yeah, we we don't make those decisions, so we don't know. We'll see what happens, and yeah, that's, that's about it for that one. Uh, no, you're good. I, just, I figured I'd throw a little uh, softball easy question for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, I, when I was looking up the drone video on YouTube, uh, the th- next four videos were uh, – oh, by the way, for like the last four months, 
of speculation on uh, what coaster you guys are getting next. Those so. are my favorite to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I They're love all- it. I love when people base something off of absolutely nothing. One of There's- my favorite videos from this past year, and I can't remember what YouTube account made it, but actually one of my interns found it and showed it to me. But it was this, you know, some YouTuber was following the around our GM in the park. And he was there with somebody from Cedar Fair. And they were like, someone from Cedar Fair visiting Valley Fair, definitely getting new coaster. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so funny enough, that video, I think that I may have found the guy. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because he said, and there's a picture. Now, it may not be the guy, but um, there's a picture of uh, people in suits uh, or, uh, you know, button up and, yeah. and dress pants walking around the park. Yep, that's the so one. That <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, all, all, and after that, funny enough, they also did a B and M invert right next to High Roller. Sure, saying that's what it could be. Which, hey, I'm here for it. Maybe you know what? Maybe maybe they know something that even Nick and I don't know. Exactly. You maybe never, they're, they're you on the know. inside. Yeah, they're they're the they're the leakers. They're the people that you know. They know all the, the background stuff that you guys don't. They're, they're going to tell you what you're getting. Yeah. That's just, it's so funny to me because anytime you see somebody walking around the park in like, like you were saying, in a suit or in like a dress shirt and like slacks, people just start to lose their mind. They're like, it's fancy. It's happening. And it's like, okay. A friend of ours shortly, I forget what he did, but he has an RMC, like one of the original RMC shirts. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And he wore it to a park and a bunch of people kept running up to him. Are you from RMC? Are they doing, are they building this ride? What are they doing? Hilarious because our friend works in uh, uh, clean energy. So no, he is not working. (laughs) He just has a shirt. And that was, that was steel vengeance opening weekend. Oh. Yes. So people are like, what's wrong with the ride? What's going on? Is it going to oh. open again? And he's like, <laughs> this guy knows. It, like all these people are like, what's the inside scoop? And he's like, well, I do know that if you give RMC some money, they'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This is now making me think that I'm going to start going to other parks and either dress up really fancy or just start wearing like conspiracy theory stuff. I'm going to go spread some, spread some rumors. I can. (laughs) Now we got to dress up for Valley Stumble. Oh my gosh, you guys should! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'll find a button up from. I have an SNS button up. Oh no, you still have yours? You do too, I must say. (laughs) So does Mike. I know what we're wearing. I know what we're wearing. Oh, you guys are going to make my life hard. (laughs) (laughs) We we visited SNS last year. And uh, they gave us uh, SNS branded uh, polos. You know what? So, I think you guys should do it. If I've learned anything, sometimes it's fun to, you know, start your own conspiracy theories or embrace them a little bit. Ex- exactly. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it would not. It would not. And then also, uh, uh, it, it could be the, the first uh, Axis roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that prototype that SNS has out there, but it is, uh, it's quite interesting. So it, no, they, they may have sold one, but I'll have maybe to it's coming it to Valley Fair. Maybe it's coming to Valley Fair. That's the next you never know. YouTube video. Uh-oh. <laughs> listen, somebody's going to listen to the show and take that for real. So, 
All right. So, um, what are and I, and we've kind of talked about this already, Nick. So, um, our friend Mikhail from uh, from England, he wanted to know what are some common misconceptions about ride maintenance that you can debunk or you wish people wouldn't spread or believe. And I know again, we've covered some of them here already, but if there's anything else you want to pop in there, feel free. No, I think, like I said, I think what I was talking about earlier, you know, um, the, the the misconception that, uh, you know, the rides these days are a lot more complicated. Kitty rides, you know, you guys would be amazed how sophisticated just a simple kitty flat ride can be at times. So based off, you know, the manufacturer and things like that. So nothing really to add there. I think I think one of the things that can get frustrating from a maintenance standpoint is especially when you're out working on a ride and every 30 seconds guests are asking like is this ride gonna open like in five minutes is this ride gonna open in three minutes it's like uh i i don't know and then you know you try to be cordial and nice and uh you know hey you know it will be ready as soon as we get the ride repaired or we're finished doing our inspection or whatever it is we're doing and it'll be open i can't give you a timeline i'm sorry so <laughs> but you know you, you try to have some fun with it at times but there's just those certain guests you just can't you can't have yeah. fun with you're just like nope nope i i can't do that so <laughs> do you have any like like uh, uh, a a nice bag of sub uh, or of uh responses that you give to people that you, you kind of joke around a little bit but they don't realize that you're joking around you tell them when rides are bro- broken down or anything like that no not not with not with uh not with many guests we have a couple of uh rider ride enthusiasts that are, are pretty regular at the park that um have gotten to know us a little bit of maintenance so we can we can kind of joke around or mess with them a little bit and they and they take it pretty well but uh no it's 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 pretty low-key it's just you know we're sorry the ride's down but it will be available as soon as, as soon as we're allowed to get it back up for you guys so i i don't uh i don't mess around with it too much with with, with uh everyday guests like i say or some of our ride enthusiasts are pretty good about it. They'll even help us with it sometimes too. They'll be like, you know, sorry, the ride's down for maintenance. You know, we don't even have to say anything. They'll just step in and be like, oh, sorry, guys, it's down for a little bit. So, so that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, I have nothing more, much, much more to add to that than what we've already talked about. So, I got you. All right. Have I told you guys my favorite way to mess with guests? Because I <laughs> like to no. sometimes. <laughs> No, you have not. Let's hear it. Uh, my favorite thing is when I take somebody who hasn't been to the park before and I take them on high roller because you know it's real like clanky and it makes a lot of noise is like when mm-hmm. you first go down the drop hill and you start to come back up, it makes like a good good amount of noise. And I'll like look really concerned and go, oh, it's never done that before. <laughs> and just, to watch their face, like just go from like pure joy to so concerned and scared um, is... <laughs> It's, it's fun for me. Uh, maybe not so much for the people that I'm writing with. Uh. <laughs> well, having fun is always key to it. Because the good yes. news is you you would never go on something you felt unsafe. Oh, and that is of exactly course. the point. Is like, is I know how safe and secure these rides are. I know all of the tests that, you know, Nick and the rest of our maintenance team do on them daily. So I feel totally comfortable on the ride and obviously comfortable yeah. enough to try to make other people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I think even us as enthusiasts ourselves, but then just in general enthusiasts try to dispel those uh, doomsday sayers on 
rides if if anything happens or it's down or even if you know the 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 an accident were to happen on something uh people that go from zero to 100 like ah, oh, that's the most dangerous thing in the world not realizing that the drive to the park is more dangerous than the actual rides in the park exactly so yeah and the fact that i mean the 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 uh, there used to be years ago but there used to be a a good website that tracked a lot of like small accidents, major accidents, you know, anything that happened in the industry. And it, it, when you looked at it, you're like, Hmm, that happens often. But then you realize, compare that to like I 95 for a week. Like, Oh, it's the same amount of accidents. And this is for 10 years. And this is for a week. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) these rides are not dangerous at all. People over just go zero to one hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. When they really shouldn't. Also, I so. think that's part of the appeal of some of these gigantic thrill rides is like you're there a little bit for that fear feeling like you yep. want to feel a little scared. Yeah, definitely. And that I think is what helps bring people back a lot is that, yep. that scared feeling. So, well, I have um, another lovely question. And this can involve both of you guys, of course, um, from Ranger. I don't know if you you know him from In the Loop. He he lives in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. He uh wanted to know uh when's the next time you guys are going to collaborate with a brewery? Ooh. Okay, that is a great question. Um and I think I saw that one pop up on Twitter too. Yep. We just got a brand new food and beverage director. Um, and I'm really excited. He actually came to us from Cedar Point, so you might see some changes that look similar to things that they have done. Um yes coming up this season. Uh, but I don't know right now is the, the simple answer. Um, we've had some really great partnerships with breweries in the past, and I'm sure that's something that we'll look to continue to do in the future. I just can't make any promises for this season since our, our team has changed a little bit. Oh no, you're good. It takes, it takes some time a little bit to, to get things turned around yep. with the, with that, you know, the new guy coming in, what other types of, uh, or do you, that you know about now, uh, mm-hmm. food and beverage changes are happening this year? Yeah, I think one of the ones that we're really excited for is um, we used to have a Coke refresh station right across from our superior stage area, and that is getting totally redone and is going to be called Superior Stage Bar now. Um, So they'll have do uh, beer, wine, specialty cocktail drinks, and then they'll also have like a variety of um, like snacky kind of food items. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. It'll also kind of serve as like the central hub for Grand Carnival and then for Tricks and Treats because both of those events are going to have so many specialty beverages. So that'll kind of be like the main area for those type of things. Um, and then another big change on the food front is our Coasters Diner, which, you know, you've probably seen at a handful of Cedar Fair Parks, is getting yep. totally renovated. So like it's just going to look so amazing. Um, and that's one of our most popular locations in the park. So we're really excited about that. All right. Yeah. Coasters. It's, it's always an interesting visit when you go to a coasters in, in any amusement park, because mm-hmm. I've had such varying uh, <laughs> experiences. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting. And By sure the way, I'll oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say is like, since you guys bounce around from park to park, I'm sure that like coasters diner probably isn't at the top of your like want to eat at list, but like just as far as like, you know, family friendly uh, food options like that is that's the spot. Oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially when you suggested the the what, what was it the oh the, the juicy Lucy dog? 
There yes. it is. Yeah, I forgot the name. Yes. That was so good. That's a Minnesota oh. staple. I'm going to make sure that the entire crew gets a Juicy Lucy. Yeah. We're going to be waiting for two and a half good. hours, but I'm here for it because it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm sure that um, bar is going to be hit among the group as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right there, right <laughs> next to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there'll be That's- lots of local brews out of that spot, too, for you guys to take advantage of. Yay. Excellent. I'm excited. I'm excited. So um, a, a great question from uh, Ace North Central. They wanted to know, uh, so if you guys, each of you could pick a single ride type, if you had the option, right, to build it at Valley Fair, which one would you pick? Ooh. Nick, do you know your answer? A ride, a ride type? Yeah. So, you know, maybe a B&M invert. Inman Hyper, you know, whatever you, whatever type of ride, or you could just say another ride that you really enjoy that you'd like something similar to that, something that you think would really fit Valley Fair. Yeah, yeah, I think kind of like what I was saying, we'd really like to do some some kind of a, a B and M, you know, like a similar like what Fury three twenty five is and stuff like that. Just to get something something different in our park would be would be pretty awesome you know I, i'd love to say i'd love to build at 500 feet but we know we're limited <laughs> with the airport being so close by with flying clouds being so right. close by so yeah. but uh i think it would still be a, a real sweet addition to the park so i'm still saying b&m so <laughs> hmm. okay i'm gonna go a little bit of a different route um i loved writing hang time at Knott's Berry Farm. That's just such a fun ride. It's such a unique ride experience. Um, And and it does have such a small footprint and it's not super tall. So I think that that could potentially fit something like that could fit really well at Valley Fair. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be compared to what you guys have too. Very unique experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be totally different from anything that we have. I, not, now I need to go ride it. I still haven't been on a hang time yet. Mark, you get on that thing yet? No, not yet. Oh, they were they they were clearing land uh, last time I was at Nats for that. But Mike's been on it a, f- a few times. I think he was on it the other day. Yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> he was on it, it last week. Is such a fun ride. I was out at Knott's Berry Farm for training a couple of years ago, and I actually got to ride it with um, the rides manager from Worlds of Fun at the time. Uh, and he and I were going up and, you know, you go up and you're kind of like at 90 degrees as you're going up the lift hill, like totally on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of like freaking out because I was, I'd never been on a ride <laughs> like that before. Uh, and he's just like pointing out, he's like, well, if we had to emergency evacuate the ride, we'd get off right here. And I was like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I'm here for the experience. I don't need to know. And he thought he was looking at it. So like logistically and all about the operation, whereas I was like, just hanging on for dear life. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I always love when uh, certain people like to, like you like to toy with some folks every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. I I do think he was messing with me a little bit too. Cause he could, I think he could tell that I was a little nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Those, the vertical lifts and the drops are always for such, for the uninitiated. Yeah. Are very, very interesting experiences. So I'm, my first one, I think, was uh, Fahrenheit at Hershey Park. And, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. So, um, all right. So 
we've answered a lot of questions. We've talked about a lot of stuff. I think my and our biggest question, what breweries do we need to mark down at, that we should be hitting when we're in Minneapolis? Okay, so many. Um, but just <laughs> off the top of my head, and first and foremost is going to be Badger Hill Brewing, which is actually right across the street from Valley Fair. Um, that's right. Yeah, that, that's that's yes. a definite stop. Yeah, it's yes. in that industrial park area. Also, you can sit outside on the patio, have a beer, watch a wild thing go, and you can like hear the screams from the park. It's just, it's a really fun spot. So that's got to be first and foremost. Um, it's a, Minneapolis isn't too far away, so I definitely make a couple of Minneapolis recommendations. Um, Surly Brewing, like I mentioned at the beginning, is phenomenal. Um, their tap room is like one of the most beautiful and large tap rooms that I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. They also have, especially because you guys are going to be here in June, so the weather will be beautiful. Um, they have a great outdoor area as well. Um, and then another one of my personal favorites is going to be Fulton Brewing, which is downtown Minneapolis. Ooh. Okay. I, I think I remember Ranger mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Nick, anything I missed? No, I think you cover a lot of the big ones. I mean, you know, there's Shakopee Brew Hall right in downtown Shakopee as well. That's real close by to the park. Um, you know, and some couple local bars in downtown Shakopee that, you know, have a lot of cool nostalgia stuff there as well. But, uh, breweries, I think you hit it pretty well. So. Fantastic. All right. I know. I, I remember Badger Hill. We actually follow them on Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, yep. so we'll definitely have to stop there. I wonder if we can rent out their room. That'd be a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, the park's open till 11 on that, uh, that fr- uh, Saturday will be there. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's another thing we're so excited to get back to is because last year, I mean, you asked me this at the beginning, what was different? We had kind of more limited hours just because of COVID and everything that was kind of going on. And this year Mm -hmm. we're going to have like more summer nights in the park, which I I can't wait for. Yeah, that's what, and and I think anywhere you ever go, that late night riding is always just exciting. It's good to have a dark great ride on a lot of good rides that are out there so yeah yes. there's something um, about riding riding some of those rides in the dark like renegade is totally black there's like there's it's oh, pitch, oh. pitch black it's so dark back there because it's you know kind of tucked in the back of the park in the trees so you can't really see anything when you're on that ride in, at night and then like oh <laughs> now i know what we're marathoning yeah <laughs> And then I love Wild Thing at night because it it takes you through a, like a fun variety of like really dark um, when you like go down the first lift hill and you're kind of going over those first couple hills. But when you do the helix and you're kind of circling through um, Route 76, that whole area is so lit up with like ride lights and other neon lights and sidewalk lights that we've got. So it's just it's just a cool change. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that, that's one of those things. Even even for people like us, where we're getting to like a dozen amusement parks every single year, you know, we hardly ever get to be at parks at night. So it's it's still an awesome experience after all these years. So looking forward to that this summer. That's why I can't wait to spend two days there instead of yes. just one. So <laughs> that'll be so fun. Hmm. Um. So to close up, Nick. You've had time to think on your craziest maintenance story. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I can't really come <laughs> up with a. I really can't come up with a real crazy maintenance story. You know, this is. It's kind of the the geek in me as far as from a maintenance standpoint. I mean, it's just. It's something you gotta like work it to experience it because, like I said, every day is something different. I mean, you may be tearing apart, you know, a gearbox off of you know a wild thing chain one day in the off season to you know putting putting steel venom up onto the track to you know just working on a simple kitty ride you know simple maintenance like that so i don't i don't really have anything crazy guys for you so i will say probably the the most awkward one that story i have is on our delirious looper our uh our looper style uh, ride up front in route 76 is from a maintenance standpoint on the drive box or the gearbox underneath it is not maintenance friendly i mean it is you are you know crammed into this little location underneath this ride and you're you're getting very intimate with that gearbox. So I think Kelsey, <laughs> I think Kelsey got a picture of it the other day. We actually have it in our shop right now. We're doing some winter maintenance on it. And it's a much easier to do it in the shop versus doing it in location on the ride. So uh, I, I, words cannot describe the the amount of, uh, of uh, yeah, personal intimacy I had with that gearbox a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, so I guess oh, that would be my craziest maintenance story is working on that. So. Oh, that's great. All right. So one last thing. Um, we had absolutely positively no idea that uh, the town that Valley Fair is in was pronounced Shakopee. 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 See, we're still saying it wrong. <laughs> Shakopee. I had, yeah. I had no idea. How did we, we were pronounce it before? Uh, go ahead, Mark. I was saying Shakopee. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think as it looks is the way we were kind of kind of taking it. Yeah, Minnesota has some some towns with some very uh, unique and hard to pronounce names, and that's like there's always <laughs> these viral videos of people not from Minnesota trying to pronounce Minnesota towns, and Shakopee makes the list every time. Oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I and I think all, all of us like you know me and me and. Uh, Kevin being from Ohio and and Mark being from Michigan and and I'm sure Nick knows Michigan fun names as well. Uh, Gypsilani, oh yeah, there we go. That's fantastic. <laughs> Those fun Gypsilani. See, I even <laughs> <laughs> the names of our uh, um, previous uh, you know inhabitants of the, the Native Americans definitely had some unique ones across the board mm-hmm. across most of the states, really, especially in the north. So. Fantastic. All right. Well, Nick, Kelsey, it has been a true pleasure, especially from you, Nick, to get a lot of, a lot of insight on the background of you know, the world that is ride maintenance. It's not something you hear or see very often. Um, so it's very much appreciated to have you on. Kelsey, of course, is glad to have you back. Uh, both you guys are more than welcome to return whatever you would like. Um what is finish up with some Valley Fair stuff? What is opening day for you guys? Opening day is going to be May twentieth for the general public, uh, but it's going to be May thirteenth for season pass holders. We've got season pass holder preview weekend, uh, May. Oh wait, let me check my dates. May fourteen and fifteen. All right, there you go. There you go. So you Valley Fair folk, mm-hmm. make sure that you check into that and get there a weekend early. To enjoy the park. All right. Well, again, thank you both. 
Yeah, Any, thank you so much for having us. We're excited yeah. to come out for Valley Stumble. Uh, I'll be sure to drag Nick out into the park to meet you guys. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed our our numbers stay at where they've been. Because um, if we have 80 people visiting you guys, that would be phenomenal. That would <laughs> yes. be so exciting. Yes, that that is our hope. We are we are, we are still we still got to do our first stumble, but uh, after that, literally, I think the Monday after is when we're doing signups for yep. Valley Fair. So we will, um, you know, figure out the that when uh, and then we'll keep you posted on when we get closer. So that way we can meet up, hang out, do some stuff. You know, all the fun stuff that is hanging out with us. <laughs> so okay, well, again, thank you both. Um, any parting words for our lovely listeners? No, thanks for thanks for having me on. If you guys get any more fun fangled questions from a maintenance standpoint, shoot them shoot them Kelsey's way, and we'll uh, maybe try to get out in the future and try to try to answer some more questions for you guys. So a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, of course, always a pleasure. All right, you guys have a great night. Thank you again.